Hi, I'm Liam Geraghty and welcome to Inside Intercom. This week we're joined by Jane Honey, Intercom's Senior Product Director, to talk about the importance of a clear career path for product managers and career development for everyone in general. Speaking of careers, Jane has had a wide-ranging, unusual one. She began as a nurse, then a journalist for Reuters. She worked in television. She was product director for Moonpig.com and a lot more, which just goes to show that all of these areas have transferable skills. A product manager doesn't just fit one specific mold. In this chat, Jane covers a lot of ground, including the steps to success needed on a PM career ladder, why career ladders are so important, and why we've redesigned the career levels on our product team. Jane also talks about how we can invest in reinvention in ourselves and shares some great insights from the career planning template that she's been working on. If you're not already following us on Apple Podcasts, Overcast, or wherever you prefer to listen, give us a follow, and that way you'll always get the latest episode of Inside Intercom. Okay, let's go over to Jane in studio. Jane, thank you so much for joining us, and you're very welcome to the show. Thank you very much for inviting me. I'm delighted to be here. So just to start off, I was wondering, could you just give us a little bit of background on yourself and your career? Because as we heard in the intro, you've you've previously, you've had a few. I have had a few. I have been all over the shop. (laughs) So I've had a very checkered career, to say the least. I started out as a nurse. And I worked as a nurse for several years at St. Bartholomew's Hospital in London. And then I moved into journalism. So a bit of a shift there. (laughs) And I worked for nearly eight years as a TV news producer for Reuters. Wow. Um, I then moved into digital and I worked primarily in editorial roles in the media. So I worked at ITV, UK TV, Channel 4, all sort of UK-based television producers. And then I moved into product management. So I moved slightly into product management when I was still in TV. And then I moved into e-commerce environments and I worked at Tesco, Moonpig, which is a UK e-commerce provider, and then Canon. And then I joined Intercom about three years ago, working in B2B SaaS. So I'm a strong believer in the concept there's no such thing anymore as a career for life. We can all have about four or five careers in our lifetime. And I definitely have had a crack at, at that. Absolutely. And I've I've ordered many the uh, customized birthday card off Moonpig in the past. Yeah, they're a great <laughs> brand. So I suppose just to get on to what we're going to talk about today, what is the PM team like here at Intercom? Like what's the culture like? It's fantastic, actually. We've got a really strong culture, really strong growth mindset. So lots of discussions about how we do product development and what we try and do to to make ourselves faster, make faster decisions, execute more quickly, feel more confident in some of the decisions we've made. But it's also fun. We've, you know, struggled a bit with the pandemic, but we've had some virtual cocktail nights and we've had a <laughs> pop quiz recently. Yeah, so we try and have fun as well along the way. But no, it's a really, really good culture. So then with the, with the career ladders, I wonder if you could just kind of give us a bit of an introduction to kind of why, you know, it's so important for product managers to have a clear career path or, or really anyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the key beliefs that we have in the product team 
And really, you're right, it's across intercom, is that it's really important that everyone knows what they're here to do. You know, it sounds so simple, and particularly with product management, that job can mean so many different things to different people. There's a huge amount of disparity in how people do product management, depending on where they're working, the culture they're in, the products they're developing. So um, it's really important that we can build out what we call career development ladders that really help define what we expect for the role. And they serve multiple purposes. So they make it clear to everyone, not just the product manager, but everyone working on their team and everyone within the leadership team, what's expected of them in the role. And this helps everyone have much more concrete conversations about how they're doing. It also makes it clear how to grow in your role. So not just to the next level to get promotion, but towards longer term career goals too. And they make it easier to be very fair and consistent when we're looking at things like performance reviews. We also use them actually when we're hiring. So we use them when we're identifying candidates. We look at the core areas we've identified in our career ladders and we use them to assess candidates when we're hiring. And then we also use them when we're onboarding PMs too, to help them understand exactly what we think about when we think about product management at Intercom. So you had a fantastic post on the Inside Intercom blog a while back, all about the PM ladder, but you've recently rebuilt this. I'm just wondering like, how you rebuilt it and, and why. Yeah, it's interesting. We, over the last couple of years, since, since we did that blog post, we've built, now built out a series of ladders. So we've plotted the expectations for product managers from associate PM all the way up to principal PM. So we've extended the product management ladder that we had published. And we also created a manager ladder too that describes what we expect from our group product managers and directors. It's been a huge amount of work, a heavy lift, but we know from the team that it's really helped them be much more confident about what they should be focused on and what it takes to get to the next step. And that's shown up in lots of engagement surveys that we've done. And we're really happy to share, again, where we've got to since we did those original ladders. And in that post, you kind of mentioned about that you'd arrived at kind of five big buckets or skill areas, uh, you call them, and then two to four discrete areas within them. And there was, I think it was a total of 17. And you said that maybe you'll cut them down next time. I'm just wondering, did you get to cut them down? No, we have not cut them down. We um, <laughs> Most of them have held up strong, but we did change one of the competencies. There's a competency in there all about chasing outcomes. And we didn't quite get it right in the original ladder. And it became clear that when we were using the way that skill was described in the ladder, it wasn't that good because it could have been that a product manager isn't that strong and hasn't defined the right strategy or overseen the right type of execution. And yet by some fluke or because the sales Mm -hmm. and marketing team have really overperformed that they've really been able to deliver impact. And vice versa, it might be that they've got a fantastic strategy that's very well informed. The team have executed it brilliantly, but there's been some reason either in the market or outside of their control that's meant they haven't had the impact they should have done. So we felt it's not as quite as clean as the way we wrote it um, in the original ladder. So we've redone that ladder and broken it down into two parts. And one is 
are they really able to define the outcomes that we should be pointing out and really build out the assumptions that are going to help us learn about those outcomes? And then the second one is about their behaviors. Are they fighting for impact? Are they working hard with sales? Are they working hard with marketing? Are they learning what's worked, what hasn't worked, and then changing their roadmap based on those learnings? Are they really doing their absolute best to fight for that impact? And it's that sort of attitude that we're measuring for that competency now. So we've moved away from the pure, have they hit the goals they set out to achieve? Mm. Great thing that we had before. And we've now moved it to be much more about the behaviors and the skills that they've brought to the discussions about whether or not we've hit those goals. So that's one way that we change the original ladder. But we also came across, we, we did a deep dive with all the PMs and we came across several other problems that we weren't aware of that we've since gone on to solve as well. Wow. And you've, and you've launched a, a GPM ladder too. Yeah, we've launched a GPM. So we've extended the product manager ladder to add a staff and a principal role. We firmed up that competency that I just talked about around outcomes. And then we created a manager ladder too. And then we also made some more recent changes because we could see that there were some problems. It wasn't that clear to understand the differences between levels. So we have done some work there, which I can talk through. There was also a bit of lack of clarity about the principal PM role and how we see that working at Intercom. And it was hard to understand how we use the ladder to measure performance and define someone's readiness for promotion. So we've been a lot clearer there. And then a fourth area we wanted to tackle was around longer term career planning. So we've built out some material there as well that I can talk through. Yeah, I'd actually love to to hear a bit more about that if you could kind of go in a bit deeper. Okay, well, the first one was around, we had a lot of feedback from the PM team that it was quite hard to tell the difference between the different levels in the ladder. And this just wasn't in the PM ladder, it was also in the manager ladder. And so we really dug in to understand what makes a PM ready for senior and what makes a senior PM ready for staff PM. You know, how, how, yeah. what were the differences between those different levels? And we boiled it down to three core dimensions that we could use for both of the ladders that we have. And these three dimensions were around scope, autonomy, and impact. So in terms of scope, what range of product areas is the PM responsible for? How significant are those areas? How important are those product areas to our overall company strategy? And how far out can they think? As a PM becomes more senior, their primary focus is going to move beyond the remit of a single team or a single product area. And they'll be thinking across a multiple year time frame. So that's the first dimension, which is scope. The second dimension is around autonomy. So how much support do they need to define and create a product strategy and successfully deliver results with their team? So more senior PMs and more mm. senior managers are going to be able to operate in the role much more independently and they're going to be able to tackle more difficult or ambiguous problem areas or challenges with less supervision. And then the third area is around impact. So the impact that they deliver is going to increase as they become more senior with the projects they lead having more value to our customers and our business. So they're going to be able to make sure that they're moving beyond their immediate team and execution towards a much broader impact on defining strategy or maybe influencing how we work as a function and also the performance of the people around them. So it's not just their immediate focus on their immediate team and then their own execution. They have a broader impact 
around those in the department or the way we work. That's how we sort of made it a bit clearer for the differences between the levels. And so then what we did was we went through each competency and we described, okay, what's the scope for this level of the role? What's the autonomy that we would expect? And what's the impact that we would expect? And we plotted it out against each of the competencies. Just before we continue with today's episode, I wanted to let you know about Offscript. It's a new series of candid conversations with intercom leadership all about the extraordinary AI-driven transformation we're currently experiencing. Episode 1 is on our YouTube channel right now. Here's a teaser of what you can expect. I don't want to come across as overly dramatic, but for every single tech company, this is an adapt-or-die moment. It's inevitable that all businesses are going to go AI first. It's just a matter of time. In this post-AI world, new companies will rise, old companies will fall. Of course, some of these new companies will flame out. Some old companies will pivot successfully too. I don't think any of us could see a world where this wasn't going to be one of the biggest changes in the customer service landscape ever. The world we care about is customer service, and it's so patently obvious that the old way will be quickly obsolete. We're racing hard to build a future which will result in better experiences and results for customers and businesses too. It's not just a product change, it's a mindset change. Let's make space to talk about all of this. We have so much we want to share. We want to explore these ideas in the open. We want to provoke new ones in you. We want to learn from your reaction. You just click the kind of like big stupid go button, right, and see what happens. Welcome to Offscript. That's all to come on Offscript. The first episode is out now. You can watch it on Intercom's YouTube channel and we'll bring you audio versions of the episodes right here. Now, back to today's episode. So just to expand on the career development in, like we were saying earlier, in a kind of a wider context for anyone listening, I suppose. But you've written before about this and you, you mentioned Malcolm Gladwell's kind of popular 10,000 hours theory about mastery that it kind of takes many hours to become an expert in any given field. I'm super interested, you know, in your take on this because it kind of, it's off the back of what we've just been talking about. But I, I, I suppose, what's your feeling on that theory? Yeah, so that's related to, you know, how often you have to practice something to really become an expert at that. And I suppose the PM role is a classic role where you may not have come, if you won't have been a PM for years and years and years. It's not something that's taught at school or that is even that old as a career. And so PMs need to be able to, to jump in into all sorts of ambiguous situations and suddenly become an expert and be expected to lead the team. So we, we definitely are looking for some science behind how much they can demonstrate that they have the skills that we're looking for, you know, how, how well they can navigate those using things like or scope and autonomy and impact as, as the way we define differences there. Um, but there's still an art to this. It's not an algebraic equation that we're defining on, on how we measure performance. We're still looking for some mixture of art and science in how we, we apply the the career ladder to really assess performance. There's going to be several factors that we'll be able to take into consideration. And some of those might be about the context you've been operating in or where you started from, your progress against some career goals that you've defined for yourself, not just this career ladder. So there is some some art there too. And so you're looking at 
all of that when you're kind of hiring a product manager? It's, it's kind of all of those skills you're on the lookout for. Yeah, we're looking for the five skills that we defined in the original ladder, which are around insights and leadership behaviors, execution strategy and defining outcomes. We're looking at those five skills, but then we're also using our judgment to assess whether or not we have confidence that they have what it's going to take to move to the next step and also to identify where growth areas might be. And like you said at the beginning about your many careers, and you've written before about how we can invest in reinvention in ourselves, which is something I think is so relevant just to how we live these days and the world that we live in. What would you say, like, how can we, you know, invest? What are the things that we could do to invest in ourselves? Yeah, well, that that's another of the problems that we surface when we talk to the PMs, that often we're a little bit short-termist when we think about career progression. And so we automatically jump to spending most of our time talking about immediate sources of frustration or disengagement or specific steps you might take to get better, to to get yourself to the next level. And so one of the ways that you can invest in yourself is really thinking about how to have longer term career discussions with your manager, where you're looking at a much longer time frame of, of two, maybe five, maybe 10 years, and mapping out some sort of career goals that would help you achieve those dreams and those aspirations that you might have. So we have spent some time being very intentional about that as well in the product team. We've built out some career planning principles that we think are important as a product leadership team that help people think about how to approach their careers. And then we've also built out a template for how to have productive career discussions and how to really invest in yourself and your longer term growth, not just your short term growth, but your longer term growth at Intercom. So, you know, we've, we've built out some career discussion guides, which really help you have fairly loose, open ended discussions Uh, which you can then synthesize with your manager and turn into a concrete plan that will help you get to a longer term goal that you might have. So that's one of the things we've done recently. And we can definitely share some of those principles that we've built out and the career planning template that we've built. We could definitely share that because I think it might be useful for anyone who wants to think about how to invest in themselves, but also any managers who really want to ensure that they're not having very short-termist conversations with their teams and moving to a longer-term, deeper relationship with their direct reports. Absolutely. We can definitely share though that in the uh, in the show notes and the blog post, because I like you say, I think that would be super useful for people. There's so much work involved in all of that, that I, I hasten to ask what's next. You know, you, are you working on any kind of big plans or projects for the rest of 2021? Well, in terms of career ladders, we definitely want to improve the way we hire and the way we use the ladders in our hiring process. So that's something that we're keen to improve. We do it now, but it's a bit light and I think we could be a bit more intentional there. We constantly will be talking to the PMs and using our performance cycle to sort of understand whether or not the ladders are helpful and whether or not they could be more useful in specific areas. So we'll we'll sense check with them again to 
see whether or not they're fit for purpose. And we've just introduced a principal PM role and a staff PM role at Intercom. So these are senior roles. So, you know, it's not until the proof's in the pudding. We want to have some people in those roles and then we can really understand whether we've shaped the roles correctly in the way that works for Intercom. So that's something as well that we'll be keeping an eye on. Lastly, where can our listeners go to keep up with you and your work online? Well, the Intercom blog obviously is a useful place to see the features that we're building and the product that we're building out in Intercom. Plus, uh, we're often writing about our support use case, which was which is one of the programs that I lead at Intercom. So anything that you read about what we're building in the support space has probably got some fingerprints of mine behind the scenes, although primarily mostly the team. <laughs> But yeah, I'm a a voyeur on Twitter. I don't go on Twitter myself. Yeah, I've had too many negative stories about it. Yeah, I think that I think that's the way to be. I'm I'm trying to remove myself from Twitter. But uh, however, Jane, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed our conversation with Jane Honey. If you did, we'd love you to give us a review. It helps like-minded people find their way to our content. We'll be back next week with another great episode. We do hope you'll join us. This is Inside Intercom.